0: Why are you so, like... Violent? I'm just excited
1: today. Just excited.
0: 1,000 sketches in 1,000 days. Day 374. Sketch 134. Soap sods.
1: Maybe I did write this! <laughs> anyway. I think
0: you probably did. Okay, <laughs> it's a four-hander, I think, if we've Looks got the stage way. directions in. So, Dan, do you want to be... <laughs>
2: Sorry, Sorry to keep... <laughs> Pardon me, listeners. It's That's yours.
0: all fine. Dan, do you want to be narrator? Rich, sure. do you want to do the stage directions? Arg. Laura, you can be Paula, and I will be Brian.
1: What do you think over-the-top soap narrator voice means? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, we're right. going to find out, what aren't is we, Dan? What is a fucking soap narrator? Imagine it's like
2: previously on the TV show. Like, I think it's more is of it, an American soap Yeah, thing, is that's is probably something, though. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Room with a window overlooking the street. Camera is following Paula and Brian, who are busying themselves moving about the room, clearly
1: preparing to leave.
0: Should we present for Julie on the
1: way. Paula disliked Julie and hoped they would forget. Okay. Brian had already forgotten, just as he'd forgotten to post the letter. Do you remember? The letter from earlier. Pan to the mantelpiece and focus on the letter. That one.
0: Get a shift on, Brian.
1: Pan swiftly round to see door closing. Hang on, I didn't realise. I was doing the letter bit and... Hey, guys!
2: Camera jerkily advances on front door. We see Han trying the knob to no avail.
1: Oh, ball bags! they've locked me in the fucking... Car is
2: heard revving up and leaving as the narrator tries the knob with more gusto.
1: Oh, shit, 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 shit. It's easy, just don't lose them, Ken said. Are you up to it, Malcolm? Course I am, Ken, nothing less sweaty. Less sweaty? Stupid twat that I am, I'm going to lose this job. Back to the graveyard shift on the fucking speaking clock. Okay, think, Malcolm, think. This is not a crisis, it's an opportunity. If I pull it off, perhaps I'll get my own chat show. Nothing ever happens to these two twats anyway. They got into their car and hurried to Julie's party, perhaps to a date with destiny. Perhaps not. Camera looks out of the window. Meanwhile in Florence Avenue, all seemed normal. The sun shone and the wind blew in the trees. The car is heard approaching. Malcolm, the narrator, gets excited. Yes! Paula and Brian return sooner than expected. The car whizzes by. No, wait, um, that wasn't a Prius. Uh, not, not their Prius anyway. Suddenly some plants grew a bit. All, all present and correct in the front garden category, yep. No no big surprises there. Camera panning frantically up and down through the window, looking for intriguing topics. Meanwhile, a G-Reg Honda Civic parked on the drive over there, slowly depreciated in value <laughs> at a rate of approximately... A man walks by. Oh, Bruce walked by. Great! Malcolm bangs on the window. Hey, Bruce! Over here,
2: Bruce! Bruce, does... <laughs> Bruce doesn't react. <laughs> Favourite stage direction we've ever had. (laughs) Actually, maybe that wasn't Bruce. The car, containing Paula and Brian, returns. Oh, they're back. They enter the room.
0: I wish I hadn't told you nothing, Brian. I never made you, did I? I never asked to be told. What? Told what? I never wanted to taste this bitter, bitter, unbearable truth. Bitter truth? What bitter
1: truth? How bitter? How bitter? Oh, the well, fucker, doodle do! tell me the bitter, unbearable truth.
0: I couldn't live with the lie anymore, all right? Now we've both got to live with it. You mean... you mean I can stay? Yes, Paula, you can stay. But rest assured that the bitter, unbearable truth you told me tonight will be absolutely crucial to every facet of each and every one of our actions from this point forward. But... And this is a crucial but. We must never speak of it again. You're fucking joking.
1: You can't do that. You've got to tell me. Tell me.
0: The camera looks at the floor,
2: shuddering, and we hear Malcolm the narrator weeping. Brian walks over and gently lifts the camera up as if he's cradling the narrator's face.
0: And now, the weather. (laughs)
1: <laughs> a strange little affair isn't it it's, I feel that That is a sketch where definitely Reading it through first would have helped With the performance Because I had no idea what was
2: going on It's quite entertaining But at first listening to it yeah. I was thinking Oh yeah that's quite a nice twist on when the narrator's in the room And I thought that, that doesn't happen no. they We're just parodying a thing That doesn't exist <laughs> so It doesn't really matter because you get to have Some quite funny
1: lines in the middle I actually really quite like that sketch. Yeah, I'm fond of that. <laughs> I do. Re- I do now remember writing this sketch.
0: Well done, you.
1: I like the ending. It
0: doesn't make sense. Yes, I mean very little of it does, but it's yeah. not necessarily to its detriment. Yes.
2: So I'm looking forward to Alistair's Hand-drawn illustration of a slowly depreciating Honda G-Wrench
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can't do cars <laughs> Let can't alone do. specific models a few bits <laughs>
2: uh, What are you going to do then?
0: I don't know Bar of oh.
2: soap, that's what you'll do Because you're a bollock
0: <laughs> Probably just a lonely camera looking out of a window One Thousand Sketches in One Thousand Days Was written by the Albion Basement It was performed by Laura Taylor, Dan Mitchell, Alastair Turvitt, and Richard Catherall. It was produced by Alastair Turvitt. The music is by The Evenings. See you tomorrow.